shut your eyes, stop your ears, hold your nose, and submerge yourself into the opaque waters that stretch for leagues and descend for fathoms far beyond counting, that conceal unthinkable monstrosities that have, mercifully, never seen the light of day, nameless miscreations whose very aspect will shatter our fragile sanity when they breach the unctuous ocean surface, as they surely will at the unseen hour. some it calls with a persistent fascination, to some it is the source of a primal terror. Some it nourishes and provides for, others it claims for its own, dragging them down to the dim court where drowned sailors make their home. The changing tides order every aspect of life in the seafaring towns that teeter on the precipice of the inky deep. Towns such as bustling Quelmouth, where a rough and disreputable duo mingle with the sturdy tweed-clad dockers and mariners in the local taverns. Come along, you scurvy swabs. There isn't an easier way to get rich than by joining a crew like ours. Piracy is a fine life. See the world. Meet new people. Yeah, and rob them. <laughs> Smartly now, boys. Which of you has the guts to ship with a crew of manly... Manly... Manly pirates like myself and Perchier? Live the easy life, get rich. Rich, you say? Easy, you say? Manly, you say? You mean, you mean I, won't, I won't have to carry heavy cargo or, or haul up greasy fishing nets? Not at all. The only thing you'll be carrying will be heavy doubloons and greasy, greasy plunder. <laughs> I say! Oh, but now that does actually still sound quite cumbersome. And greasy. To be fair, yes, gold's pretty heavy, but you get to keep it! Say no more! I'll join your fearsome pirate crew. <laughs> you two lads, <laughs> lads, have convinced me. And so it was that my unemployment came to an end. Dawn of the very next day found me aboard the pirate ship Bloodknife Explosion. <laughs> as she swiftly put out to sea. She seemed young. Although there was a strange furtiveness amongst the crew, their answers were terse and obscure when I asked how long they'd been pirating, <laughs> or when we would start. So, how long have you been pirating? Uh, how long? Long enough. All right then. Uh, so, um, when, when do we start? All in good time, all in good time. Others were even more taciturn. Tell me, Balthazar Scrafflegutz. Uh, <laughs> 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 How does a fine, handsome specimen of a man such as yourself end up a pirate? 
See what I mean? Rude. to do to begin with. I spent the time growing out my moustache in order to better fit in with the crew and their almost unrealistically bushy beards. It was only after several days at sea that I first laid eyes on the mysterious Captain Greek. He emerged onto deck, stomping his ivory leg and glaring from his one un-eye-patched ivory eye. Alas! Shiver me timbers and feathers down. Who is this half-mustachioed monolith? You recruit, innit? Crewman, fourth class, name is Stryforth. Ahoy there. I like the cut of your jib, sailor, quite literally. No, 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 see here, Captain, uh, Captain. I, I can tell from your naval jargon that you, you definitely know a lot about, about boats and things, but uh, when do we get to... Pirating? Your, your, your crew won't tell me anything. Pirating? Arr. Uh, I see you're not the brightest belaying pin in the foxhole. I must dispel that illusion for you, because, Strideforth, this is not truly the pirate ship blood knife explosion at all. It is, in fact, a whaler. The obscure outrigger Euribia, which entraps oversized ocean objects. Ooh-wee-oh. What, 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 what? False pretenses? Ulterior motives? I have been deceived. Exactly so, my hearty, for no sane man would willingly ship aboard a ship. <laughs> I've, I've, I've rather misspoken there. <laughs> no sane man would willingly join a crew that hunts the great yellow Kraken, I only have one eye. <laughs> oh no! I've shipped aboard a crew of dyslexic madmen! Some of us mad. Some of us, yes, dyslexic. Yes. Some blackmailed and press gang. Some thrill seekers all tricked like you. And as for the captain, oh. his is a pitiable tale of dyslexia and loss and a maniacal quest for revenge! Yes, alas, ever since that stark and dormy night. <laughs> when my dear father and mother were swallowed by the terrible great yellow kraken, I have pursued it without pause. And now, stride forth, you must join the chase. Nuts to that! I'm going overboard! Wait! Sailor Hoy Black Sails! Real pirates dead ahead! Oh no! Oh, what flag are they flying, Featherstone? It looks like the Jolly Monologue! One shot. One chance. Perhaps that's all any of us ever get. The Royal Horticultural Society offered me mine, said they admired my work with orchids and ornamentals. They chose me for the China expedition, though I don't have the usual 
horse-like pedigree that qualifies lords for these prestigious society jobs. They offered me a tiny stipend, barely enough to keep a man alive. When I dared try to negotiate, the society said, the mere pecuniary returns of my mission ought to be but secondary consideration next to the distinction and status which I could not have attained any other way. I had to beg them to even give me a weapon to protect myself. They finally gave me a rifle to protect their investment. Officially, my life rates below that of an orchid. <laughs> a boy from Edrum, no schooling except my parish, but I had a first class certificate in horticulture and I wanted to be a gentleman botanist. And a botanist I could be in China. <laughs> Just not a botanist that would be missed. And so I went for three years. Three years in a country where I was a stranger. I discovered, no, I can be honest with myself at least. I stole the winter blooming jasmine, the bleeding heart, the Chinese fan palm, the white wisterium, the corsage gardenia, the lilac daphne. I even found the fabled double yellow tea rose in a mandarin's garden climbing a 15-foot wall. They used to call it the gold of Ophir. I'm told they call it fortune's double yellow now. I took cuttings. I made grafts. I kept notes and wrote letters for the botanists of the world, botanists who received the fruits of my labor as part of a program of global imperial plant exchange. Not that I saw a shilling of it. Ungrateful bastards. Our flat-bottomed ship makes a turn north from the rocky mouth of the river out into the South China Sea. We sail on an early morning wind, our rattan sail full, patched together like a quilt, pouching out between bamboo stays. The deck of this junk is covered in timber and terrariums. The smell of bilge water and rotting fish clog my nostrils. I should feel triumphant just one month now from home at last. But I lay here, shaking with a fever. In the distance, I can see a smudge edge its way above the horizon. Some of the men mutter to one another. The captain turns from the helm, his eyes wide. Pirates! The crew would sometimes talk about pirates at dinner. I thought they were just sailor stories, shows of bravado, like we would tell each other at school. I would try to join in, telling them of the plants I had found, the thefts I made, the night I nearly died running through the streets of Yu Feng with a kumquat tree in my arms. They were polite. 
but I could tell that my words left their memory as soon as they left my lips. Now, seeing these black sails up close, their stories loom in my mind. One night, the bosun, who had been lucky enough once to escape capture, leaned over to confide in me. It's uh, especially bad for Europeans, eh? Uh, I saw one man nailed through his feet, then beaten with four rattans twisted together till he vomited blood. <laughs> After a while, he was taken ashore and cut into pieces. Uh, I think they might have eaten him. <laughs> Sensing my horror, he quickly added, <clears throat> but uh, I hear they have become much kinder now. You probably only get tortured into writing letters asking for ransom, then uh, shot. <laughs> There had been a great laughter at this. I dragged myself back to the present, my bubbles clench. The dark ship bears down on us now, its deck lined with demons screaming blasphemies to fill the air. The sails are black, its hull patched with stolen planks. Please let this be nothing more than my brain boiling itself inside my skull. I think that at least I can die in clean clothes without the stench of my own sweat. It's odd, the things that go through your head when you face your own death twice over. I stagger to my cabin, past men bringing armfuls of rocks up from the hold and throw open my trunk. A sunbeam lights my best red jacket. Christ above, I hope these monsters don't have a telescope. The looks I get as I run on deck with shirts and a rifle clasped in my arms tell me that it is clear to the crew that <laughs> I have finally lost my mind. I throw my most military clothes on the deck and tell the four tallest men to put them on. If the pirates think there's an armed guard aboard, guns at the ready, they, they might leave us for weaker prey. We can convince them that the battle isn't worth the booty. The men grin as they catch on. They each pick up a belaying pin and brandish them as I brandish my rifle. I feel a fist in my chest loosen the smallest bit. Our bravado is fleeting. The black sailed ship wheels closer, cannons belching smoke and iron. Terrariums explode around me, plumes of dirt and leaves glittering with broken glass. A bee stings my arm, and the face of the man next to me, my friend the bosun, blooms into petals of wet, red flesh. I find myself suddenly alone in the dark, save for the man become orchid beside me. I fall to my belly, crawl along the rough boards, the creaking sails of the ship grow ever louder. I have one last chance, make my bluff count. One shot, when they come into range before they are close enough to see the wreckage of my flesh, of the flesh they have made, I hear the men now, close enough 
to make our one voice above another. I stand and aim a shaking barrel. One shot. One chance. moment that I decided to bring back the voiceover narration. <laughs> and a mere moment later, when it occurred to me that these vicious water rats could be my salvation. We've come for your booty! Yeah, show us your booty! Yeah. Oh, terrible scary pirates! <laughs> Once you've robbed this ship, let me join your crew! I myself was seeking a life as an outlaw when I was shanghai by these foolhardy waders and dyslexic monster hunters. <laughs> ah! <laughs> you, a pirate? <laughs> I say. Oh, wait a moment, Kent. He, he does have absurdly enormous shoulders. He might be good as ballast. And that the moustaches is coming along very nicely. Perhaps you're right, but what of the rest of this sorry crew? You'll have to kill us. That can be arranged. <laughs> uh, we are a crew of true adventurers, not a pack of marine leeches like you. Uh, we know the meaning of courage. We have salt water in our veins and have known the thrill of the primal terror that beats in the frozen heart of the ocean. You dare to insult us when our bare steel is at your throat? I have no words but contempt for the likes of you. Oh, lay your belly open, ye proud stump-legged braggart! You have at you! <coughs> yeah! <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. Watching the captain cross swords with the grim buccaneer, capering up and down the deck on his ivory leg, I felt a pang of remorse at my desertion, and yet a slightly larger pang of not wanting to meet an enormous sea monster. <laughs> you are livid, lily livid cowards all, preying on the defenseless traitors. Oh yeah, 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 well, what's so great about your crew? Ah, uh, you'd not have the stomach for the voyage we're on. I bet you we would. Uh, then join my crew. Prove yourselves as we find and destroy the terrible Great yellow kraken! Oh, yeah, yeah! Yeah, well, maybe we will! Ah, you haven't got that grit. The old ivory-ridden captain swung from the rigging like the hero in a film about pirates. <laughs> Dancing a hornpipe up and down the mainmast, the pirates stood watching in awe. Ha-ha! Wow, I am in awe. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, great, bold captain. Uh, we pledge our loyalty to you as lead us on this great adventure. No, 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 don't let the bold captain convince you. It's, it's a suicide mission. You faint-hearted lover, hey, let's go in pursuit of this kraken. We saw signs of it just over that way, where I am pointing right now. <laughs> Come about, splice the mind brace. Uh, all hands, Diamond Jim, haul up the together and scuttle got heave away, patch, take the helm. Heave! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> What is that rumbling? Ah, oh, the ocean is boiling! <laughs> there she breaches! Great yellow kraken off the starboard bow! With that very accurate navigational information, we have found our quarry with the greatest of ease! That's the second biggest sea monster I've ever seen. Yup, that's my yellow! <laughs> Ferocious monster of the briny deep, a prehistoric genetic anomaly evolved in the Yankee abysses and grown to cyclopean proportions over centuries of feasting on the crews of the unfortunate vessels that cross my path. It's just a little bit about me there, in case you were wondering. We're doomed! Look at the size of its sea, the breadth of its flukes. The sea churns with a hundred writhing tentacles, that towering mantle, the, the chitinous carapace! Oh no! To your stations we will harpoon thee and fillet thy carcass here upon the waves, thou great yellow sea demon. Don't think so, actually. I'm very much larger than you, and I'm a bit peckish. <laughs> <laughs> Look out! It's opening its beaks! It's Oh, good lord, it's, it's wrapping the ship in its prehensile forelegs, see? Its horrible maximilipid mouth parts raising us from the waves towards its mandible. We are helpless! Oh, god, look! Look, its hideous baleen is still clogged with chunks of local folk hero Fiora Jane Tom. Yum, yum, yum! Ladies and gentlemen, Fiona Jane Tom will be exclusive to the podcast. I was going to leave again. <laughs> Sadly, she was eaten by a kraken, so yeah, at least we have the recordings. You should have seen its mandible. My life's going nowhere. I don't know where to begin. I ain't exactly faultless or without occasional sin. I've been tired, I've been weary with thoughts of giving in. With one foot over the precipice, thought I'd throw myself in. Don't throw yourself in. They say life is. It's a game without having a ball I wonder to myself If I exist at all I've been tired, I've been weary And life began to pall With one foot over 
wide precipice You caught my fall You caught my fall They say life Life is a journey wide And I'm all at sea Chokes Glad to have you by my side Watching the lead But I'm searching my fore and aft constantly and you're watching my craft guiding me guiding me and the sirens cry Just wonderful. <laughs> We've been swallowed whole by a sea monster. <laughs> Dear listeners, you join us once again here in the belly of a whale, about to be crushed and digested. Marvelous work, Captain Grigg. All part of my plan. From here we can defeat the beast. Great. <laughs> This, this, this kraken is the site of a hundred churches. Chip ahoy! What? <laughs> no, really? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a gunship, yeah. With a skeleton crew, by which I mean both the bare minimum of sailors and a crew that is literally skeletons. Oh, well, that's not really fair. I'm not quite skeletons yet, but not far off, I'm afraid. Ahoy there, no. Oh, <laughs> our bodies have been slowly corroded away over years of exposure to this crackin' stomach gases. Yeah, if we hadn't already been old leathery strips of gristle, we would have probably melted away long ago, so... Mother? Father? My goodness. Is that our darling Albert? Son, you found us again after all these years. Only to be swallowed by the same nasty old sea monster that got us so long ago. I, I never imagined to find you here alive, reunited at last. It has been awful without your mummy. Daddy, I've missed you. Yes, yes, this is all very... Very unexpectedly tender and touching, but might, 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 we, might we be trying to escape the belly of this whale? I believe the traditional way is to light a fire. Oh, 
yes, you'd better do that before the stomach gases make everything you have damp and non-flammable, which is what we've discovered is what happens. An inevitable plot device. Quickly! Here's a pile of kindling. I have a match. Oh no, the strike pad is already done. <laughs> Use the abrasive bristles of my burgeoning moustache. Ah <laughs> uh, yes, it's working. My moustache is working. Excuse me, excuse me, pardon me. Oh, sorry. Of course. Oh, that's a, that's a lovely bucket you've got. What, what, what are you? What, what's? No! We will not be escaping from this digestive but, but, system. But, 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 but you've, you've, you've found your parents. We, we could escape and bring them back to safety with us. You, you've succeeded more absolutely than you could ever have hoped. Yes, but I never intended to recover my aged parents. No. My goal is, as it ever has been, the Kraken. You got wet hands, isn't it? My goal is, as it ever has been, the Kraken. And now that I have reached it, I will not relinquish my claim. We will remain here. But we'll die, S slowly. I am at last embracing the reality of being slowly digested. I care for nothing else. Observe. What, uh, what, you, what are you doing, son? Oh no! Pull us down! Keen to get myself killed through Boulevard's stomach acid, but I, I, I'd say it was past time for a mutiny. Over the last few minutes, I have been rather reassessing my choices up to this point. Yes. Yeah, all right. I could do. A, I could do a mutiny. Yeah. What, what about you, lot? Hey, Featherstone, Kent, Diamond Gem, Scarlet Guts. Yes. Good. Good. Then we're in agreement. At last, I had the surly crew on my side, but the only fire we had was smouldering in the captain's ivory eye. Mutiny, if you like, it's too late. The stomach fumes of this nemesis of mine have saturated every inch of this belt. You have no hope of escape. Soon we will be one with the beast. <laughs> no! And so, dear reader, I leave this account etched into bone in the hopes it may escape digestion, and serve as a warning to the unwary who venture out onto the high seas. The ocean has called... If you don't mind. Sorry. The ocean has called this ship, with its obsessed captain and its hapless crew, down to a hellish fate, born down in a living crypt into the timeless ocean depths, down never to rise again. And you too, dear listeners, must drift away. Let the tides guide you on your own voyages and bring you back safely to us at the unseen hour. 
We hope you were blown down by the Unseen Hour episode 14. The Krakening, exclamation mark, colon, a disaster with pirates. It was recorded live at the Gilded Balloon in Edinburgh and the Rosemary Branch Theatre in London by Andy Goddard. It was performed fluidly by Bryce Stratford, Joey Timmins, and James Carney. It featured a monologue written by Max Kreisky. Here, Max and some other idiots talk about history on his podcast, Anachronismo. His monologue was performed by Takai Nazir. The musical guest was Fiona Jane Tom. Theme music by The Unrecorded. The Unseen Hour is created, written, and produced by James Carney. The podcast is produced, unfathomably, by Andy Goddard. You can find The Unseen Hour aboard the barks, tugs, and sloops of the internet. We all look forward to seeing you here again at The Unseen Hour. Drink. <laughs> They'll actually and get down there much quicker this time because I'll buy you a drink. Yeah. Um, no cabbage to clear up. <laughs>